Of course, we're going to run through the matches. And, uh, of course, we're going to go to, uh, like, the White Rabbit stuff as well. Um, I've tried to really have a think about what other surprises we might get, what other things we might have in store. So, uh, yeah, let's go through it. Let's go match by match. And uh, we'll try and cover everything as we get to it. So, first match that we've got to talk about is Liv Morgan taking on Ronda Rousey. Now, I can tell you that Liv Morgan is actually coming in as the underdog. If you look at the odds, she is coming in as plus 160. It was about a week ago, she was actually plus 300. And for those of you that don't know about betting odds, uh, basically, the bigger the number, the bigger plus number, the more of an underdog you are. So Liv is coming in as the underdog at the moment. She's coming in at plus 160. Ronda is the favorite with the bookies at minus 220. This is an extreme rules match. And my feeling on this is that I think that Liv is going to win this. I think Liv is going to win this. I think Triple H is going to want to make things right. Uh, obviously, we can all remember SummerSlam and we can all remember what happened there. Um, that was a, a mini disaster. Uh, obviously, it was the next show where people were saying and chanting, you tapped out. And uh, obviously, you know, it uh, didn't go very well. But we've we've kind of done quite a bit of work since then. Obviously, she got a good win over Shayna Baszler. And I think that Triple H is going to want to make things right and give her the win, clean win over Ronda Rousey. So my expectation here is that because it's extreme rules, I think that um, the weapons is really going to help Liv. I think Liv could get a hold of Summer and just start, you know, smashing away at Ronda. And um, it's not so much about skill. When it comes to an extreme rules match, it's not so much about who's got the better submissions. Um, it's really who can get to a weapon first and use that weapon successfully. And uh, I can see Liv being successful as a result. Um, some of the things just to bear in mind here, like could Charlotte return? We've been waiting for Charlotte for a long, long time. So there's maybe a chance that we get Charlotte coming back. Uh, the other thing to consider as well is Shayna Baszler. Is Shayna Baszler going to interfere? Uh, things have kind of been teased. There's definitely been a tease between Ronda and Shayna. And I don't know if Shayna could come down and actually cost Ronda Rousey. Um, but either way, I totally expect uh, Liv Morgan to be successful. So that's our first one. First match. Uh, it is for the SmackDown Women's Championship and it is uh, an Extreme Rules match. And uh, as I said, I am expecting uh, Liv to win that one. Next up, we've got the Fight Pit match. Now, it was announced yesterday that Daniel Cormier is going to be guest referee for this one. If you don't know who Daniel Cormier is, he is a UFC Hall of Famer. He is a former light heavyweight champion. He's a former heavyweight champion. He's a big deal in the UFC. He can be heard on commentary as well for the UFC. So uh, big, big deal. And um, I really like Cormier. He's a real likable guy. And uh, he's a massive WWE fan. He has wanted to actually uh, be a part of WWE for a long time. There was rumors that... I think it was Fox were looking at maybe using him on commentary, um, but obviously nothing came of that. 
but now he does commentary for UFC. So obviously this is a fight pit match. So if you've not seen a fight pit match, it's basically a cage around a ring and then you've got a platform around the top and um, it's something quite different. It's not about escaping uh, that you can actually quite easily get onto the platform and then you can actually compete on the platform. Uh, I'm sure down in NXT we saw someone suplex uh, someone from that platform. In my head, it was Keith Lee, but I'm not 100% on that. But uh, we did see someone suplex someone off that platform. And um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of stuff you can do with a fight pit match. But uh, obviously, it's designed to be a cage. It's designed to be probably the closest thing we've got to MMA, the closest thing we've got to the UFC. Uh, so this is very much Matt Riddle's world. Matt Riddle used to be in UFC. And so for me, I think this is going to be Riddle. I think Riddle lost at Clash at the Castle so that he could win here. Um, and we actually said that during our last predictions. We predicted that Seth Rollins would win at Clash at the Castle. And uh, we predicted that Riddle would win here. So I'm going to stick with that. And I can tell you that the bookies have got it the same as well. The bookies have got Riddle minus 350 favorite. That's big. Minus 350 favorite. That means that if you want to win $100, you're going to have to bet $350 just to win 100 So uh, Riddle, minus 350. Seth Rollins at plus 225. Um, DC being ref, I think, is interesting because this could be just a one-off for this match. It is a very special match, and it deserves uh, a special guest referee. But I did wonder, and I put a tweet out, and uh, it seems like people have kind of uh, been quite interested in this theory. But I did wonder, is this going to be the start of a build for Crown Jewel? Could we see Daniel Cormier take on someone at Crown Jewel? Could it be Daniel Cormier taking on Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel? I think there's a really good chance that Brock Lesnar is going to be at Crown Jewel so if Brock Lesnar's going to be there, we need to find an opponent for him. And honestly, Daniel Cormier would be very, very interesting. Uh, the reason why it would be interesting is because these two were actually meant to fight in the UFC. There was a moment uh, after one of the shows where Daniel Cormier had just been victorious. Brock Lesnar stepped inside the octagon and it was all meant to, well, meant to be quite friendly. But it ended up with Lesnar shoving Cormier, shoved him quite hard as well. And um, Cormier, I don't think, was too happy about that. I think Cormier, he likes pro wrestling, is a massive fan. So he likes a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of banter. But uh, I think like Lesnar actually shoving him and actually putting his hands on him, I think was maybe a bit of a step too far. So uh, yeah, nothing came of this though. It was meant to build towards a match, and we never got that match. So there is a history there, and um, a lot of uh, MMA fans would be interested in seeing Cormier uh, against Brock Lesnar. Uh, I understand that that maybe wouldn't play so well to pro wrestling fans, and I think a lot of us have still got a bad taste in our mouths uh, with Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. They faced each other in Saudi Arabia. And the match was not that great, was it? It was very, very short. Uh, it was all of like a couple of minutes. 
but um yeah so as a result like people have kind of not crazy about MMA fighters uh, going up against each other. But this this could be something quite fun. Cormier gets wrestling. He's always been a fan of wrestling and uh, he's always wanted to come into the WWE. And that's a good starting point, at least. So, yeah, just something I was pondering. Just something I was wondering. Like, have they brought him in just for this one-off? Have they brought him in because they want to give him a match? Um, I don't know that he would have got a match under Vince. But I think there's a good chance he gets a match under Triple H. I think Triple H would be interested in uh, giving Daniel Cormier a match. Um, and honestly, Crown Jewel just makes the most sense. Crown Jewel is where I could see that match happening. I did have a look as well to see when is Crown Jewel on and what have the UFC got on. And the UFC show that week is quite a small show. So Cormier can easily not be on commentary and not be involved. It's not like it's a massive pay-per-view. If it was a big UFC pay-per-view, that might be a problem, but it's not. Crown Jewel is not up against a massive UFC show, so he could be, might be available for Crown Jewel. Just something to bear in mind. This is not me saying this is what's going to happen. This is me just saying, just keep it in mind. Um, you know, there could be something there. But in regards to this match, I'm thinking definitely Riddle. I think Riddle's going to get the win, as we said. Uh, I think Seth won at uh, Clash at the Castle, and I think it uh, means Riddle wins here. And this is his match. He did used to be an MMA fighter. Right, moving on to our third match. There's not loads of matches to go through, but obviously we need to talk about White Rabbit. Uh, so, yeah, next match, Brawling Brutes against Imperium. This is in an old-fashioned Donnybrook match. We did see a Donnybrook match recently. The first Donnybrook match actually took place recently. And um, it was uh, Drew McIntyre against Sheamus. If you don't know what a Donnybrook match is, it's basically no holds barred. So it's no holds barred. Um, there's no DQ. There's no count outs. Um, anything goes. And there's shillelaghs involved as well. There tends to be a shillelagh under the ring or around ringside. That's uh, basically a stick with like a, a like. So I don't actually know what's on the end, like a a wooden bulb of some kind. But uh, yes, uh, a shillelagh. Plenty of shillelaghs uh, will be involved in this. Um, Brawling Brutes are plus 140 underdogs. Imperium are coming in at minus 200. So uh, Imperium are the favorites here. I'm a little bit torn on this one. I'm actually thinking that the Brawling Brutes could win. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I think Gunther beats Sheamus at Clash at the Castle. I think Gunther is going to beat Sheamus when they have their rematch, which I can't remember when that is. But there is uh, another rematch coming up for the Intercontinental Championship. I think Gunther's going to retain. So I kind of feel like the Brawling Brutes need a win. Like, they can't just keep losing. Sheamus can't just keep losing. So I feel like the Brawling Brutes have got to get a win. They could win this, and no one really suffers. Like, Gunther's going to stay Intercontinental Champion Imperium can afford to take a loss. Um, you know, that's not really a biggest problem in the world. So I'm probably leaning towards Brawling Brutes on this one. Um, could go either way. That actually makes it quite exciting. But yeah, I'm leaning towards Brawling Brutes. The other thing that crossed my mind here 
is what if um, Brawling Brutes lose and this is how Pete Dunne comes back, basically. So Brawling Brutes lose, Butch just loses his mind and basically walks out. And then next time we see him, he's, he's Pete Dunne and we start seeing Pete Dunne because I'm stunned that Triple H has not sorted this yet. How have we still got Butch? How have we still got Butch? How is he not Pete Dunne? Like, I know we've taken a few steps in that direction, like with the long hair and the singlet, but how is he still called Butch? So, yeah, I did just wonder about that. I did just wonder if, like, they might use this as a way of uh, bringing uh, Pete Dunne back, the Pete Dunne name. But uh, now I'm going to lean towards Brawling Brutes uh, picking up the victory on this one. But as we said, the odds have actually got it quite close. Right, uh, let's move on, shall we, to our next match. Uh, this is Drew McIntyre against Karrion Cross. I can tell you that Drew McIntyre is plus 200 underdog and Karrion Cross is minus 300 favorite. This is a strap match, uh, which is kind of interesting. We don't see that many strap matches. Um, so we are the, probably the most famous one recently was Fiend against Daniel Bryan. That was at Royal Rumble. So, yeah, this is kind of interesting. I think Carrion needs to win this. I agree with the bookies on this one. Carrion's only just come back uh, to WWE um, after being obviously let go. He's not really had any major matches. He's had matches, but nothing major since coming back. It wouldn't make much sense for him to lose this. It wouldn't make much sense for him to... Uh, not pick up the victory here. So I think he gets the job done. I think he's going to get uh, the win. One of the big questions is, is this where White Rabbit is revealed? Because obviously we think White Rabbit is Bray Wyatt. I don't know too many people at this point that don't think it's Bray. And so when that reveal happens, at what point in the show is it going to happen? I've actually asked... Everyone in the live chat, uh, when when they think it's going to be revealed, and we will look at that at the end uh, once we've gone through this. Um, I don't think it's here. I don't think it's this match. There's a couple of reasons as to why. I don't think Bray versus Carrion makes any sense because Carrion is new. He can't really afford a loss. Um, it doesn't really make any sense. I don't know why we would go in that direction. So I don't think we're going to get Bray versus Carrion. The one that probably looks a little bit more likely is Bray and Carrion. Them actually joining forces. But I, I don't think Carrion needs that. I don't think Carrion needs to be part of Bray's group. Uh, I know that it's a very popular theory that's doing the rounds. Um, and, you know, there's definitely a few little teases in these clues towards Carrion. So you can definitely see why that theory is out there. But just put in, like, the theories to one side. Does it make any sense for Carrion Cross to be with Bray? I don't think it does. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I think that Carrion has already already shown himself to be, like, you know, worthy of standing on his own two feet. Uh, he is in a feud now with Drew McIntyre, and his promos are good, and I think this match is going to be good. I think with Scarlet by his side, 
you know, they're going to look good. The entrance is fantastic. Like, do we need to put him in the background of a Bray Wyatt group? I don't think we do. I really don't think we do. I think there's probably people that do need that support. I think there's probably people that do need to be in a group. And I just don't think Carrion is one of them personally. So I don't know. Uh, for me, I'm going to say not here. It could be. And Carrion could be involved. I'm certainly not saying 100% is not. But I just think Carrion's fine on his own. I mean, look at what he's already achieving. Look at what he's already doing. It's not like he's struggling at the bottom of the card or can't get onto the show or anything. He's, you know, in one of the big matches on the pay-per-view. And I reckon there's a good chance he's going to get the win in it as well. So that's why I'm saying doesn't really make much sense. Um, I know a lot of people want Scarlet in as well so that uh, she can be Abby. But there's plenty of women that can take that role. Probably most notably Alexa Bliss. But um, I think Nikki A.S.H. would be very interesting as well. Nikki Cross in that role is something I would be totally down for. I'd be totally down for that. If you're going to bring the Abby puppet to life, if you will, if that is the direction we're going, I think Nikki A.S.H. is the way to go. She was crazed and unhinged when she was in NXT and she was in the group Sanity. And uh, we kind of moved away from that. And she was like good friends with Alexa. Then obviously she became Nikki A.S.H. I think we need to go back to her being a bit crazed and unhinged. And I think she's got the dark hair. She's uh, obviously on the smaller side as well, which I think is fine when her character is bringing a puppet to life. So, yeah, I, I, I prefer that. I prefer that to Scarlet. I don't think Scarlet fits. I think we're kind of shoehorning her in, to be honest, just because, like, we want it to be that. But, yeah, I wouldn't go that way. I, I would go with Nikki A.S.H. But uh, let's see, shall we? I certainly can't sit here and say that they're not going to do it. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, right. So, yes, uh, Carrion winning that last one. Uh, moving on to our next one. Then we've got uh, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey. Now, this is really interesting because uh, it's really interesting because this, I believe, is the first ever women's ladder match on the main roster one on one. Uh, we had a look during one of the watch alongs and I've not seen anything since. I cannot find and I cannot recall on the main roster two women going one on one in a ladder match. It's happened in NXT a couple of times. Obviously, we've had money in the bank, right? And there's been, I think there was a triple threat like TLC match, which doesn't count. That's tables, ladders, and chairs. I'm not interested in that. I'm talking about two women going one on one in a ladder match. I'm thinking Sean versus Razor. Yeah, that kind of that kind of a deal. Um, I don't think we've ever had it, which is incredible if that is true, right? That is incredible that this would be the first. Um, and I love the match. I think both of these women are fantastic wrestlers. This really could be something special. This could steal the show. I mean, if you think back to WrestleMania, Becky versus Bianca 
was just maybe the best match of WrestleMania. I think it was either that or Seth and Cody. Um, and yeah, this has got every chance to be in that same bracket. So yeah, very exciting. I think that it's one of the hardest matches to call. Bailey comes in as the underdog at plus 100. Bianca is the favorite at minus 140. I am going to say Bianca gets it done. I'm going to say Bianca gets it done. I think damage control come down, and I think they're going to help Bailey. Then, of course, is Asuka and Alexa going to come down? There are some theories out there that Alexa could come down and turn, turn on Bianca, which would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, but I don't know that we're going to get that. Um, and I don't know that Asuka and Alexa are coming down because it, this would be the perfect place to bring Sasha and Naomi back. So if you had Bailey and Bianca and they're going one-on-one -on -one and the match is great, then you bring down uh, damage control. Um, that would be the perfect time to even up the numbers by bringing out Sasha and Naomi. They could come down and help Bianca. The other great thing as well is that EO and Dakota are the current women's tag champs. So by bringing down Sasha and Naomi, you have automatically now got your women's tag team championship feud uh, set up and ready to go. Uh, we've been waiting for Sasha and Naomi for quite a while. Now, I know people, I'm sure they're already saying it in the chat. Sasha recently changed her username on Twitter. She took WWE out of it. And so I'm sure there's going to be people saying that means that she's not coming back. True, right? True. But she could also be trolling. She could be trolling. I mean, we don't, there's been no confirmation as to what's happening with Sasha and Naomi. So as I'm sat here right now, I think there's still a good chance that they do come back to WWE. And it could be that Sasha has changed it just to throw you off the scent. You know, just so that the conversation isn't, oh, is Sasha and Naomi coming back? The conversation is, oh, is Sasha coming back at all? Like, like what's happened? Why did she change her uh, username on Twitter and take WWE out of it? So uh, I do just wonder about that, if that is just by design to throw you off the scent. So I certainly wouldn't rule anything uh, out at this stage. Um is it likely? Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, you know, you'd probably say that Asuka and Alexa are more likely to come down. But uh, again, just keep it in mind. There's definitely a chance. Um, I think that Bianca retains. I think that we could get the rematch at Crown Jewel. That'll be very interesting. Uh, I don't know how that goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, Bailey, I think, has got a good chance of winning the title. Uh, Triple H might want damage control to have all of the women's belts, um, obviously, apart from the SmackDown uh, Women's Championship, because uh, Dakota and EO have got the tag belts. He might want to put the Raw Women's Championship onto Bailey, kind of make them like a female bloodline. But I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think that Bianca is going to retain. I think he might want to do the rematch at Crown Jewel. It's a big match. It'd be a big rematch. And um, yeah, I can see I can see us going that way. So the odds have got Bianca as a slight favorite. And I'm going to agree with that.
Right, uh, this is our final match. So this is Edge against Finn Balor. This is an I quit match. Uh, I can tell you that Edge is minus 150 favorite. Finn Balor is plus 110 underdog. Uh, Finn probably needs the win here. Uh, my thoughts on this is that Finn and uh, Judgment Day have not been booked brilliantly. They've not been booked brilliantly. Um, because they've they've just lost too many times. There's been too many occasions where they've not looked strong enough. Um, if you actually go down the rosters for Raw and the rosters for SmackDown, there's not loads of great heels. You've got Roman, who's obviously at the top of the card, pretty much untouchable. Uh, you've got Gunther, who's new. I mean, if you do bring Bray back, I can't see Bray going straight after Roman. I don't think Bray goes after Gunther. I mean, why would he go after the Intercontinental Championship? Um, and then when you look at the rest of the landscape, it's, I don't know, there's just no monster heels for Bray. I really think if Bray's coming back, I, it's Judgment Day. I really think it's Judgment Day. There's a lot of little things in those clues that seem to be pointing to Judgment Day members. And the other great thing as well is that Finn was the first person that The Fiend went after. And so it makes sense that Finn would be the first person that this returning Bray would go after, the whole full circle uh, thing. You know, it's what he did before. He could do it again. And I think that would be very, very interesting. So I must, I must admit, like, I might go against the odds again here. I really think Finn needs to win this because I think if we are bringing in Bray, then I think Bray has to go after Judgment Day. And I think that you need Finn winning because, like, why would Bray need to go after Judgment Day if Edge has got it under control? So I feel like Edge needs to lose. Judgment Day needs to go to beat him down. And then something distracts now, there's big question marks as to whether the person behind White Rabbit, who we believe to be Bray, if they're physically going to be there. So Fightful put a report out saying that they're not sure, that uh, they don't know how the reveal is going to work or what how it's going to play out, but they don't know if the person is actually going to be there. So I think if you've got your hopes up that you're going to be seeing Bray walk out in the arena at Extreme Rules, you might be disappointed because I, I'm i leaning more towards a vignette or a video package or something that just makes it very clear that it is Bray, that White Rabbit is Bray, right? I don't know if it's just going to be uh, like his face like or something. Uh, I don't know if he's going to say a couple of words um, the, I, my feeling is there'll be something that just makes it very clear that the white rabbit stuff is Bray Wyatt, right? And to be honest, that's all it needs to be. We do not need Bray coming out and attacking someone. Like, would that be cool? Sure. Fine. Yeah. But we can wait. We can wait. That can be a moment for the future. We don't need that moment now. All we need to know right now is, is it Bray? Like, just confirm for us that it is Bray. That's all that needs to happen. So if there is a vignette or something that just confirms that it's Bray, 
what you can do then is kick start the Funhouse episodes on Raw because I don't think he's going to be coming back with anything drastically different. I think we'll still get the Funhouse and the puppets. A lot of people want to see the puppets come to life. Well, if you want the puppets to come to life, that would suggest that the puppets are still around. So I think that we're going to get Funhouse, puppets, things along those lines. I don't think that we're getting rid of the Fiend. I don't think we're going to be doing something completely brand new. I think we're following the White Rabbit to the reveal. And the reveal is that Bray is back. Um, I mean, I can just see a Firefly Funhouse uh, episode where he's like, did you miss me? Uh, kind of a thing, you know, like acting as if he's not been gone all that long uh, or acting like he never got released. Um, and uh, it's so good to see you again and all that. I mean, I can just see that episode in my mind. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, we just need something that confirms it's Bray. He doesn't necessarily have to come out. It can happen at the end of the show. I think the running order for Extreme Rules is going to be critical. Like everyone is going to want to see what is the last match. Everyone's going to want to look at that because we don't know yet what's closing the show. But I think if it turns out to be Edge against Finn Balor, I'll be quite excited because I think that leans towards Bray either being there and getting involved or a vignette or something just distracting them. You know, I can I can see it coming on screen and playing out and then like, you know, the heels like looking over and then like all looking at each other. Uh, like once they realize that Bray's coming back and uh, the show ends that way. And then next night on Raw or a couple of nights later on Raw, we then potentially get the return of the Funhouse episodes. And then we could do that for a little while. And, you know, other little things as well, not just Funhouse episodes. You know, you could have it whereby the lights go off during their matches. Um, You know, maybe the lights go off when they come back on. There's someone missing. You know, Damian Priest has gone missing. Dominic's gone missing or something along these lines. Like you could have Bray terrorize Judgment Day. You could have Bray like really going after them. Maybe at Crown Jewel you do Bray against Finn Balor. I certainly feel that at Survivor Series, you do a Wyatt family against Judgment Day. I think that makes a lot of sense. So um, that's the kind of template that I'm looking at. And that's the kind of, that's where I am with it. Um, I know a lot of people are going to want Bray to actually be there. But, you know, look, that's going to be a massive moment. It doesn't have to be at Extreme Rules. Uh, we can do that on like a Raw, you know, look, there's loads of Raws, there's loads of Smackdowns, there's loads of shows that need ratings. So, you know, you don't need to just, you know, go big in this uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, it, it's going to be big as lo- like if it's confirmed it's Bray. I mean, at that at this point, that's all people really need. So, yeah, I'd be looking at something like that. Then you do a few Funhouse episodes. Then you can do him actually arriving, which, you know, that'll be massive. People will then be talking about when do you think he makes his debut. And then I think like I think Crown Jewel stands a good chance of being like, uh, I don't know if you do Bray versus Finn or kind of how it plays off. But definitely a Wyatt family against Judgment Day at Survivor Series. That's uh, something that I'm uh, leaning towards. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, all of that, I think, is quite interesting. The other thing as well is um, AJ Styles is kind of interesting because we are seeing Judgment Day trying to recruit AJ, and I wouldn't be against him joining them, to be honest. I kind of like Finn, AJ, Damian Priest, and Dominic. And then if you was to do at Wyatt Family, I think Braun almost certainly would rejoin. It would be cool if Rowan came back. And there's been a few little connections between Bray and Rowan uh, on social media. So that would be cool. And then I think Dexter fits, fits perfectly. I, I said I wouldn't put in uh, Carrion, um, but I would put in Dexter. I think Dexter is just, he's gone in. He <laughs> just staring off in the distance is so crazed and just not all there. I think he fits perfectly in with the Wyatt family. And I don't think Dexter is I don't think Dexter is going to be around a main event without some help. I feel like Carrion can do it. He's got a big entrance. He's got Scarlet. He's a great promo. Dexter, because he doesn't talk and he hasn't got Scarlet and, um, you know, he's obviously no promos. Uh, we haven't seen his entrance uh, really. And yeah, you know, look, there's a lot of things about Dexter that's just not the same level. And I think that he works better in a Wyatt family. So I would definitely uh, put him in. So, yeah, I, I was wondering, Finn, AJ, Dominic and Priest uh, taking on Bray, Rowan, Dexter and Braun. And then if you do want the women involved, which is obviously going to be tricky because that'd be like an intergender type thing. Um, obviously, you've got Rhea. And then, as I said earlier, I would actually put Nikki A.S.H., in with the Wyatt family, because I think that fits better. And she needs something new as well. She needs something new to do. You could always go with Alexa, of course. Alexa's looking for something. But we don't quite know if Alexa's going to rejoin Bray or if she's going to be opposed to Bray, because don't forget how that ended uh, at WrestleMania 37 with her turning on Bray. So they're certainly not on or seemingly not on the same page at the moment. They could quite quickly get onto the same page. But uh, yes, they're not quite on the same page at the moment. So yeah, food for thought. This is all stuff that we can chuck around in the chat. So uh, that's my thoughts as to uh, how it's uh, all going to play out. One of the other things I just wanted to leave you with uh, was uh, a tweet that Bray sent out. So uh, this was Misfit Wrestling Podcast that sent this over. And uh, it's a tweet from Bray. And uh, it said, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. Uh, what he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Now, that, you know, there's not really much there to decode. Well, I'm sure there is. But the content of that is not the focus. Um, the start of it is actually missing and the start of it is connected to Philadelphia, right? And it's really interesting because Bray tweeted this out at the end of July. Now, uh, the start of it is, I think, something to do with the Church of Philadelphia. And uh, as I said, it's really interesting because is this now in retrospect uh, Bray telling us that he is connected to Philadelphia, that he is going to be at Extreme Rules. Is this message, because you only need to just like put it into Google to see the first part of it is missing. 
And the first part of it, as I said, is like the Church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia is where Extreme Rules is taking place. Could be a coincidence. 100% it could be a coincidence. Equally, it could also be a sign that Bray has known that he is coming back and he has known what show he's coming back on since July. And uh, if that's the case, then that means that there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes throughout August, throughout September. I'm sure you've seen the training videos as well. So Bray has been training. So Bray must have known what he was training for. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's uh, every chance that he's known about his return since July. And he's been training for that return. And if that's the case, then I've got to think that there's things that have been happening. Maybe Funhouse episodes have already been filmed. Um, maybe that's why Braun came back. You know, there was a, a theory that was doing the rounds before that Braun came back because they wanted to get the pieces in place for a new Wyatt family. So it could be that a few little bits and bobs have been playing out in preparation for obviously what's going to happen in Philadelphia. So, yeah, I really like this. I thought this was good. It could be nothing more than a coincidence. I'll be the first to admit that. could be nothing more than a coincidence. But uh, I definitely thought it was worth uh, just mentioning. So uh, that's our uh, predictions. Uh, just about well, nearly 40 minutes of predictions. Let's jump over into uh, the chats uh, and see what people are saying. Um, I've got a couple of super chats just to go through. Uh, whilst um, the chat is trying to catch up with all the uh, messages that we've had. So Elliot said, in uh, my opinion, Bray returns and he attacks Riddle. His partner is Randy, who ended The Fiend. He can lose without hurting him. Also, Brock Cormier at Crown Jewel, question mark. Yeah, Brock, Brock Cormier. I mean, look, there's nothing to that. It's just a pondering um, to be honest, I think Brock versus Cormier is exciting. It's exciting if you're into UFC. It's exciting if you know their history and backstory. Um, Cormier is someone that's wanted to compete in WWE for a long time. Crown Jewel would seem perfect for that. Uh, Brock, I'm sure, will be there. And so there's just a few little things you can look at and, uh, you know, you can make a few little connections. So I'm certainly not going to sit here and say, yeah. We're, we're definitely getting that. I'm just saying, uh, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. And uh, I don't know when we see Cormier again. So if we are going to uh, build to that match, yeah, like something happening at Extreme Rules is a possibility. Let's just let's just put it that way. A possibility. Uh, in regards to Bray attacking Riddle, I don't know. Uh, we don't know when Randy's coming back. Um, and also, I think Bray is uh, is going to come back a face. Who's booing Bray when Bray comes back? Like, uh, it's not happening, is it? I, I no, no one's going to be booing Bray when Bray returns. And Riddle's a face as well. So I, I don't see it, to be honest. I don't, I don't see him going after Riddle for that reason. I, I don't see Bray coming back and then going straight after a face that people like, people like Riddle. Um, and you run the risk then of kind of splitting the crowd a little bit. I mean, look, if it's Bray Riddle, the crowd are going to be predominantly be with Bray, but you will lose a few people. Riddle has got his fans. Riddle has won, you know, RK Bro were red hot, man. And um, Riddle got over. 
So I don't know that that would not strike me as like the wisest way to bring Bray back. Um, I think if you want to go after Riddle uh, because of the Randy connection, you can do it. But it would make more sense if Riddle was a heel. And uh, with Randy not around at the moment, and we don't even know when Randy's coming back. We don't know that he's back even anytime soon. Uh, this injury, you know, there's reports coming out that they're concerned. They're concerned about him and uh, his current health situation. So I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not going to say absolutely no chance. Of course, I'm not because, well, you know, open mind and anything can happen. But um, I, yeah, I don't see it. I think be, I think that he'll go after a heel. I think he'll go after a heel so that they don't split the crowd. Uh, three Diglets said uh, Sasha changed her name because she realizes that she's more than the wrestling business. She was in the Mandalorian, hot ones, cold as balls, and she wrestles in WWE on the side as well. The star is Mercedes, not Sasha. Uh, three diglets uh, really appreciates uh, uh, really appreciate that. I I don't know. I've got many thoughts on that. To be honest, I've got many thoughts, and uh, a lot of them would probably upset people. I think that Sasha wouldn't be where she is without WWE. I think that if she is in WWE, her social media should reflect her WWE name. Um, I think that if she wants to promote her real name and promote herself and I don't know, that's just all very me, 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 which does fit in with kind of Sasha at times. I, I, I like Sasha, but I, I don't know, like she's she seems to be on a different wavelength to the business. Like she seems to be really conflicted with what she wants to do going forward. And, you know, considering she was, I mean, a, a girl that came into NXT that, you know, not many people had heard of, um, you know, WWE have, have made her who she is. I mean, look, she's very talented and there's every chance she would have been a star outside of WWE. But it, it's undeniable that WWE have made her who she is. And that doesn't mean that she owes them anything right now. But I don't know. I don't think you can get away with taking WWE and taking Sasha out of your Twitter name if that's if you are going to be Sasha. If she's going to be Sasha and she's going to be in WWE and she's going to do that as a full-time role, then I think her social media should reflect that and should reflect Sasha. And And if she wants a social media for that character and she wants a social media for her personally then maybe she should think about getting two separate ones because I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of, you know, if, if, if something happens on WWE and you want to see Sasha's reaction to it, why do you want to go to Mercedes, whatever her name is, you know, like that's, I don't know. Uh, that, that's, that doesn't work for me. Perhaps it's the old school uh, wrestling fan in me where kayfabe was still alive. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel so it's uh, social media is a very interesting conversation, actually, because obviously social media is still relatively new. Uh, you know, I know it's been around for a good, what, 10, 15 years, maybe 20 years, but still in the grand scheme of uh, life, it's still very, very new. And uh, it's kind of hard to know how wrestlers should 
portray themselves on it? Like, should they be themselves? Should they be the wrestler? Is the Twitter and social media accounts an extension of their characters? Or is it, like Three Diglets says, is it that their Twitter accounts are actually personal to them? And they, you know, that you don't go to their social media to find out what Sasha thinks and what Sasha's got to say. But then I think if she wants to call someone out or if someone says something and she wants to respond, it's going to look weird, her responding with the Mercedes name. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is where Kayfabe and the Sasha character is going to be in conflict with her as a real person. And I just think she's going to be making that way too confusing and way too messy and messier than it needs to be. So if I was in charge of WWE, I would tell her she needs to have that under the Sasha name personally. Um, and if she wants to go and, you know, be in Mandalorian and do all of that and wants a social media that to reflect that, then she can have, a, you know, a separate social media uh, or something, or she can do it under the Sasha name and uh, like have it like under Sasha Banks. But it's a very, very interesting very interesting conversation. It's a very interesting conversation. It's one that uh, I don't know that we've ever really had before. Like, you know, how how should wrestlers in the modern age use their social media platforms? Uh, feel free to put it in the chat. Feel free to put it in the chat because on screen right now, it's being recorded. It's being streamed live. People can read uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, Harry said Edge versus Finn, Bray returns, Demon versus Fiend. Uh, Demon versus Fiend. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely get it. We could definitely get Demon against Fiend. Uh, they've apparently got big plans for Finn next year. Um, and we don't know what those big plans are, of course, because none of that's been revealed. I don't know if uh, the Demon is going to be a part of those plans. The only problem with Demon versus Fiend is you don't really want either of those to lose. Like, I think a lot of people, myself included, were upset when uh, Finn and the Demon lost to Roman. I, I was very disappointed. I felt like there was a way, like even if it was a count out or a DQ or something, I felt that there was a way that Finn could have won that. I mean, what we got in the end was just atrocious with that top rope breaking and it was just rubbish it was just rubbish and um you know to kind of mistreat the demon character that way i thought that was a real misstep a real misstep um so yeah i thought that was very disappointing and so if you're gonna do demon against fiend you've got to have a winner and you've got to have a loser i mean you can find ways obviously of protecting them with outside interference and things along those lines but yeah, that's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I mean, look, it's a massive match and maybe you just do it and maybe like, you know, someone takes it on the chin. More than likely, it would be Finn that would take it on the chin because if um, Bray's coming back, he ain't coming back to lose anytime soon, is he? So I've got to think that if we're doing that match, it's Demon that's going to be on the losing side of things. But yeah, I don't know. That's my only concern. That's my only concern is that I don't really want to see either of those characters uh, losing but this is wrestling sometimes you've got to make some tough decisions uh right are we up to speed up to date with uh the different super chats and everything i think we are 
Um, I think we see, right, let's read some of these. So Shadow Ninja said, I think we see White Rabbit revealed at the main event of Extreme Rules. However, I think we see White Rabbit teases throughout the show, said uh, Shadow Ninja. Uh, William said, think about it. If he does a Firefly Funhouse at Extreme Rules, he never is physically there. So it means he's not really returned. So that could be a possible tease or reveal. Uh, it, yeah, could be a Firefly Funhouse episode, I suppose. Could be. Uh, I, I suppose I'm not really expecting anything that big. I'm expecting it to be more of a, a, I don't know, like some kind of video that shows the white rabbit, shows like lots of uh, videos and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you've got nursery rhymes in there. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, animated things. I'm seeing like quick little cuts and it's all a bit frantic. And then at the end, you've just got like this shadowy figure that kind of steps forward and you can, you can see that it's, Bray and some along those lines. And then we just kind of cut back. We cut back to the ring. We see the heels all looking at each other concerned. You go back to the Titan Tron and uh, he just starts laughing. He just starts laughing at himself. Something like this. And, and, and really, that's it. That's all you need. For, for me personally, if, if Extreme Rules ends and we have got an a categoric answer we absolutely know no doubt whatsoever who is behind white rabbit and obviously a lot of people will want that to be bray and and you know there's no doubt let's say it's bray behind white rabbit because that's most likely and uh there's no doubt that it is bray that's behind it um i think that's job done i personally i think that's job done i think uh him actually walking out and attacking someone uh, I mean, it could happen. I, I've, I've said before, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not going to happen. But I think that is something that you can save for the future. That is, um, you, you're, you're kind of doing a lot of massive moments at the same time and you don't need to. So just finding out who's behind White Rabbit, that's massive. But then actually Bray being in the arena physically, that's massive. So you can kind of space those out. And, uh, you know, look in this modern world where there's constantly shows, you know, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, blah, blah, blah. Like you've got you constantly chasing ratings. It probably makes sense to take this slow and not just throw loads of stuff in at once. So that's yeah, that's why I'm kind of leaning that way. And also, I just thought it was interesting that Fightful in that report came out and said that, no word as to whether the person would physically be there. So even they were kind of hinting towards the fact that, you know, it might not be that he's actually physically there. Uh, Troy said, Triple H likes to keep matches about 15 to 20 minutes. AJ won't go up against Damian Priest in a Hell in a Cell Extreme Rules. You can stop spreading that one. Is someone in the chat saying AJ against Damian Priest? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we could get we could get another match added. Could get another match added. Um I, I don't know. I mean Ms. Dexter obviously is in the running, but I think if we if we do get something added, I don't know how big of a deal it'll be. I don't know. You could always chuck some on the kickoff show, of course. But I mean that wouldn't be like a hell in a cell or anything along those lines. Uh crossover said I've sent over uh Twitter bio. 
I've sent over to you if you put his Twitter bio into uh, Google. That tweet comes up, says uh, Crossover. Well, the tweet that we looked at comes up. That's interesting. Um, if you go and watch Seth Riddle promo from SmackDown, there is a sound clip from the Funhouse in there, says Butler. Yeah, I've seen um, I've seen that. They're, but they've also been putting um, stuff in the background of the posters. I think what they're doing is they're trying to put out messages, be it in Extreme Rules promos or be it in the posters that he, he's coming, basically. I think that's the, what they're trying to say without saying it. Um, so, yeah, there was like a sound effect that was very similar to like a Bray sound effect that was in a Seth Riddle promo, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be in that match because equally they've put out a graphic of Edge and uh, Finn Balor that's got the red light, purple light in the background, um, and it's very obvious and very striking and stands out from all the other posters. So, yeah, I feel like what they're doing is they're just putting a few things in to let you know you really need to be tuning in. You need to be tuning into this show because something big's uh, going to go down if you are a Brave fan. Now, again, you know, we can't sit here and say that's 100%. I know, like, a lot of people are, like, on in the 100% club now with it being Bray. And I'm probably up to about 90-something percent, but uh, uh, still just kind of trying desperately to keep an open mind. It's so overwhelming, the evidence, though, that, I mean... It does. It does feel like it's Bray. It really, really does. If it, if it turns out to be anyone other than, it's funny because people are like, "Oh, if it's Bray, will you be shocked?" Like, the answer is no. Like, I actually don't think when Bray walks out, I, I think I've had a few people going, "Oh, I can't wait to see your reaction when Bray walks out." But the truth is that I'm I'm expecting it. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be all that shocked. I mean, it's going to be a big moment. We're going to have, like, adrenaline, and it's going to be, like, he's here. Like, I know it's going to be that, but is it going to be screaming the house down? Oh, my God, it's happened. No, it's not. It's not because, to be perfectly truthful with you, if this now turns out to be anyone other than Bray, that will be the bigger shock. That will that will be the bigger surprise because right now everything is pointing in that direction, so... Yeah, I uh, I think that uh, I, th I believe it's going to be Bray. I'm I'm thinking uh, that it's going to be Bray, and uh, you know we're sure. I think we're sure to get something, whatever it is. We're sure to get something uh, at Extreme Rules. Uh, James said, "What if Bray was never got released, and it's been a work all along? Kind of strange how he hasn't bashed WWE like a lot of others, and he hasn't done podcasts or interviews." I, I mean, that's not really his style, though, is it? I mean, I, I I don't know that he's someone that would go out there and want to set the record straight. To be, to be honest, I think that once he uh, went out of WWE, I don't think it was too long after that he got, like, the offers coming in to do a film and everything. And I think there's probably um, a good chance that he's largely kept himself busy. And I've got to think as well that he has got... Offers that have come in. We know that offers have come in from other wrestling companies. So I've got to think that, you know, I don't know that he necessarily needs to go out and do that because I think he's been kept busy. I think he's had offers. 
And also, don't forget, Bray said revenge is a confession of pain. And so if he was to go and do a podcast complaining and moaning about how he was treated, that could be seen as, you know, him hurting about it, basically, which I'm sure he did. And I'm sure he was hurting about it. But I don't know. I, I feel like he's probably used his energy and put it into things that are constructive, like doing the film. And who knows what else he's been up to his family. I would imagine. I should imagine he's spent quite a bit of time with his family. He's got a young family, hasn't he? So I'd imagine he's probably put uh, time into that. I mean, look, if he never went back to WWE and, you know, we fast forward a few years, then who knows? Maybe maybe he would have done like some podcasts or something. But I, I must admit, I'm not too surprised. It's I just don't think that's really his style. It's, it, you know, he's very cryptic. He's very, keeps himself to himself. He's very mysterious. He's a little, but I think he's learned like a little from The Undertaker in that regard. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like he knows not to give too much away uh, and to keep that mystery and to keep that intrigue because it works really well for him. If he went and did a podcast and, and all of that, like, I think you'd be, I think you'd be revealing too much. And then that might hurt your, might, well, I don't know if it would, but it might hurt your future you know be a bit like the undertaker kind of doing podcasts you know and uh and then trying to go back and do the undertaker after like it wouldn't quite work would it it wouldn't quite work i think it would take some of the mystique and the mystery away so good uh, what i'll say is good that he hasn't to be honest uh, Troy said he doesn't come off as someone that would go on social media and whine uh, about everything like a drama queen. It's one of the reasons that I love him. Uh, White Rabbit will be revealed at the end of Extreme Rules because WWE want people to watch the whole show, said uh, Sean. Uh, James said uh, that's even if the film is real. I haven't heard anything about it. That's true. I think I think it is. I mean. It is taking a while, in all fairness. I don't know when they started filming. I think we heard about it. I think we heard about it around about, what, 12 months ago now? So, can't be that far away, surely. Maybe, like, early next year at the latest. We should get, uh, like, you know, it should it should be coming out. So, yeah. Could be good, actually, if you think about it. Because he's, if he does go back to WWE, that film hasn't come out. So... I mean, it'll be great for the film if he's back in WWE and great for WWE as well, because obviously if he's in a movie and the movie does well, that's only going to make him an even bigger star, isn't it? So, yeah, that, that could work really well. Uh, Dave in Real Life Football said that Bray's new movie is called White Rabbits. Bum, bum, bum. That was a theory, you know, and God, how awful would that be? One of the theories was that this could be all building towards just uh, movie information. So this could be a campaign that has gone too well. Like it, they might have thought that it was going to do well, but they might not have known that it was going to do this well because everyone's talking about White Rabbit. White Rabbit has just been the talk of the town. Uh, the whole wrestling world is buzzing about it and... What if it is a marketing campaign? What if, because think about it, they've not spent any money on the shows. Like they haven't had to actually advertise. All they've had to do is get WWE to play White Rabbit during commercial breaks and on house shows. Easy, 
I don't, they don't even need to pay any money to do that because it's not been played on TV. So that's, you know, just give them a bit, just give WWE a little bit of money. Can you uh, play it during your commercial breaks? Play it like, you know, during your house shows. There's no licensing issues because, um, yeah, no problems with doing that. Uh, it, there would be a problem if it was on TV, but it's never been played on TV. And then the other thing is just QR codes. And the stuff that the QR codes leads you to is quite easy to make. It's very detailed and it certainly takes a lot of work. But if you've got a good marketing team, they'd be able to put that together. So what if, yeah, what if this leads to, and the reason why it feels very Bray Wyatt is because Bray's in the film and it is a Bray Wyatt kind of, you know, driven campaign, but it's not leading to his return. It's leading to his movie coming out. I don't think that's what's happening to be honest, just to be crystal clear. I don't think that's what's happening, but uh, I'm just saying, imagine just imagine because it would explain uh, why it felt very Bray Wyatt and it would explain uh, like, you know, why it's been so low budget, if you will. It's been done in a fantastic way. I don't say low budget, but like uh, to knock it, I'm not knocking it at all. It's been fantastic. But um, yeah, I don't think there's been loads of money spent on it. Let's put it that way. Uh, me names Bryn Weevil said tomorrow night's Raw will announce two more Extreme Rules matches. Dexter Loomis against Miz and the other will apparently be Damian Priest against AJ in Hell in a Cell. That, if we do get that, that will be a big surprise, to be honest. I could see uh, Miz against Dexter Loomis. I can see that. But um, AJ against Damian Priest in Hell in a Cell feels a little bit... I don't know, like the build for that doesn't really feel like it's, if anything, AJ is on the verge of maybe joining Judgment Day. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And like Hell in a Cell is such a, I don't, I don't know, like I feel like we're going from naught to 100 miles an hour very quickly with that feud. They're not really in a feud, are they? Are they even in a feud? I don't even think they're in a feud. So... I don't know that that would that would be strange. That's not one that I'm expecting. But I mean, if you're telling me that it's being rumored, then okay, we'll uh, wait and see. Um, in regards to Ms. Dexter, I've gotta think Dexter would win that. And if we do get AJ against Damian Priest, um, I'd go Damian Priest. And as I said, I think it could be cool if AJ did join Judgment Day. Little bit weird because like you've got Finn and you've got AJ and like who's the leader. But the thing with Judgment Day is they don't have a leader. Um, I mean, I suppose in a way Finn Balor's the unofficial leader. But uh, when Finn Balor took over, they said they actually explained that they don't have a leader. Uh, they said that um, you know Edge was telling them to like you know not listen to anyone, stand on their own two feet. But he was telling them to do that. So why should they listen to Edge? And, you know, he was contradicting himself. And Finn came out and said, that's why we don't have a leader now. There is no leader. So I wonder if you I wonder if you could get away with AJ and Finn being in the same group, but just you don't have a leader. Sometimes AJ will take the lead. Sometimes Finn will take the leads. It sometimes be cool to see Rhea take the leads. I don't really need Dominic to take the lead, but um, yeah, it's just food for thought. Um, 
Usos are in discussions about a tag match at Extreme Rules. Kofi Kingston, Viking Raiders. Do you think they will face and lose? I, 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 to be honest, I don't know. I don't know about all these matches. I mean, Triple H tends to keep these shows. He doesn't flood them with matches. We've already got five. Now we're starting to hear rumors of another two. Now we're hearing rumors of another, what, tag match? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that we're going to be getting eight matches for Extreme Rules. Again, we could. We could. But, um, yeah, at the moment we got five. I think I could see it going to six. I really think the AJ Hell in a Cell one, would, that would really surprise me. That would really surprise. It doesn't feel like that needs Hell in a Cell. So that would surprise me. I'm not expecting I'm not expecting tag match. Uh, Steve said EO and Dakota versus Alexa and Asuka versus Raquel and Shotzi at Extreme Rules. That's another one. Chuck another one in as well. Uh, Wolfie said, I would love to see Bray send out Nikki, if she did join him, to attack Alexa for her sins of betraying him before. Uh, Austin said, Dominic, to be the leader, please. Ha, ha, ha. Um, let me just see if we're up to uh, speeds. I think Bray will go after Seth uh, first. That could be interesting. Seth could be an interesting uh, person. But thing is, he's already he's, he's done his feud with Seth. And um, yeah, they do need to do it. The only thing is, whoever he goes after first, I think he's going to win that feud. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you saw that BT Sport interview that Seth Rollins did, but he was saying that like he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he really, you know, wants to get some wins and he doesn't like, you know, playing second fiddle. He knew as soon as Cody was coming in that he was going to be losing that. But he's, you know, it was like he, he didn't want to it's not that he doesn't want to help Cody, but like it Seth believes that he should be the top guy. So putting other people over and getting other people to the position that he thinks he should be in is difficult for Seth Rollins. Like, so very interesting, very revealing interview, to be honest, uh, with Ariel Hawani. Um, Seth very much uh, struggling, struggling uh, with kind of his position on the card. I think he's, I think, I think Seth has served his time bobbing around. I think Seth is at the point now where he wants Roman's just had this crazy run. We know that a WWE title is coming off Roman soon. And I think Seth absolutely wants to be in the mix to be picking up one of them belts. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, he's got to go with the flow. If if that's what Triple H wants to do, then, you know, it's going to happen, isn't it? But I think Seth would like to be positioning himself to be going after one of the titles. But if he if he gets in a program with the fiend, not only can he go after a title because he's going to be doing other things, but surely he'll lose to the fiend as well. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how happy he's going to be to do that, judging by that recent interview. To be honest, uh, Retro D Man said, "Anyone know what I'm supposed to put in this comment? You put whatever you want to put, dude. You put whatever you want to put." Uh, Seth said Bray was hard to work with, but he said he does want to work with Bray again in an interview, says uh, Pfeiffer. Um, 
some potential plans for Roman at day one are to have him go up against AJ for the title. It's not confirmed. There's just a few small plans ahead of time. Seeing AJ lose to Damien would damage AJ's chances. Uh, McAvoy production said, wouldn't make sense if Bray was the leader of Judgment Day. Uh, not really. I can't, uh, not really. Uh, if he was in charge of Judgment Day, uh, and it, if he was in charge of Judgment Day and Judgment Day didn't have Finn, then uh, yeah, I could go with that. You know, I could go with Rhea, Damien and Dominic being um, led by Bray. Because all of those are relatively new. They've been on the main roster for a couple of years. Um, but I can't see Finn. I can't see Finn being in the background to Bray. I mean, uh, all the reports are that Finn is going to have a big year next year. And I feel like Finn has just been waiting for an opportunity for a long, long time. And now he's finally the leader, if you want, of Judgment Day. Uh, to see him be removed from that position and Bray put there instead. Like, to be honest, I don't think that works for Bray. Uh, it certainly doesn't work for Finn. So I, that's not the direction I personally would go. Uh, James said, are you all right with DC being special ref or would you prefer someone like Ken Shamrock? No, I'm totally fine with it. Love it. I think, D I think DC, I mean, look, he's a former heavyweight and light heavyweight champion in the UFC. He brings absolute credibility to that match. And that is a match that I think needs a, a little something because we've never seen it before. So you need to make it feel special. You need to make it feel big. You need to make it feel legit. And so by having a former heavyweight, light heavyweight uh, UFC champion and someone that we see on a regular basis because he's on commentary as well, like, He's very connected with UFC. He used to do a podcast with Ariel Hawani. Uh, and he's he's been visible a lot recently. Like the problem with Ken Shamrock is he's not been visible recently. He's a legend. And if you know your wrestling history, like you'll know, you know, what he did. And if you know your UFC history, you'll know what he did. If you know your combat history, you'll know what he did. He competed for lots of different organizations, but Cormier is more relevant here and now. And I think that, um, yeah, that's good. I'm totally on board. I've got no issue whatsoever with uh, DC being in that role. Uh, I would love to see Bray send out Nikki to attack Alexa, said Wolfie. Uh, White Rabbit clues need to happen on TV this week. I think we'll get one on, well, certainly one on Raw. Um, there's a good chance we get one on SmackDown as well, but uh, there could just be something on SmackDown that just points to the reveal being at Extreme Rules. Uh, it might not be that much of a clue. It might just be a bit more obvious that this is going to pay off because uh, there could still be some casual fans that have just not picked up on this White Rabbit stuff. I mean, I don't, at this point, I really don't know, but... You've got to remember that apart from like some QR codes in the background, there's been nothing obvious about White Rabbit. You've had like a QR codes interrupting the picture, but how many how many casual fans have rewound, gone back, scanned them, 
and all this kind of stuff, you know? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. So I, I feel like you might need something a little bit obvious to say that something's going to happen, something's going to be revealed at Extreme Rules. So uh, SmackDown could be that. Could be that. Or it could be another clue. But uh, yeah, I would imagine that they're going to be quite obvious and uh, heavily linked with Extreme Rules. But um, at the very least, almost certainly uh, Raw, I would imagine there'd be uh, something for that clue-wise. Uh, do you think Cormier being ref in Roland's Riddle would be the equivalent of Shamrock being ref in Austin Brett from WrestleMania 13? Yeah, 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 I think that's fair. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Ken Shamrock was massive. Uh, around that time, along with uh, Hoist Gracie. And there was a few names that were uh, uh, coming through and big, you know, that were establishing themselves. But those were the two, really, in the early days of UFC, Hoist Gracie and uh, Ken Shamrock. Um, but as I said, you know, no disrespect to Ken Shamrock. If this had been Ken Shamrock, I'd be totally fine with it. Like, he's a legend. He's a legend in WWE, and he's a legend in UFC, and it works, and it's great, and I'm totally on board if it had been Ken Shamrock. But... Equally, I've just got no problems with it being DC. Uh, Joshua said Bray and Bo to return together. I would be down for that, actually. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, you could do uh, Bo instead of Rowan, or you could do Bo instead of Dexter if you wanted to do the Wyatt family still. I don't think we get Bo, Rowan, Braun, Dexter, and Bray. I don't think we get all of those. But... um. Yeah, you could bring Bo back. It'd be very interesting. Very, very interesting. The only thing is, I just don't know if that's something that Bo wants to do because that's a big commitment. I mean, yeah, the money would be fantastic, I'm sure. But I don't know. I feel like he's got his farm and I think, don't they have a real estate business or something? And I don't know. He might just be living his life. He might be happy. He might be building his own thing, you know? Like, to go back, like, he'd have to drop that and start going on the road and become a wrestler again. And I, I, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely, genuinely don't know. So it'd be cool, though. I'd be down for it. I'd be down for it, definitely. I like Bo. I never thought he got the opportunity. Like, he never got the break. He was uh, NXT champion. There was a real fanfare when he came to the main roster. And it just never, never played out never even came close to like playing out never came close to working like they just never seemed to be able to get any kind of momentum for him and before he knew it, it the, the push was seemingly over that was it that was it it was done um so yeah and he was in the b team so i i'd like for, to see him get an opportunity like that uh i read a thread of white rabbit being the same initials as Wyndham rotunda said stephen uh, Keaton, hello. Shout out to you. I hope you are well. Um, how long we've got? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do a few more. Um, we'll stick around for another, say, four minutes. We'll do uh, uh, about four or five more minutes. Uh, Bo did say earlier this year that he would be back to wrestling in a couple of months, says Melissa Rose. That's interesting. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael said the NWA brought back the question mark and it is being portrayed by Rodney Mack and managed by Aaron Stevens. I think this is disrespectful to the original one. Uh, Ragnar said Seth versus Cody, hell in a cell. Seth was dressed up as Dusty and Cody beat 
killed him or committed patricide. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Re- I don't know that that's. I don't know. I don't know that that's a that's a that's a, 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 a loose one for me. I mean, Seth was dressed as Dusty. He wasn't Dusty. Um. So like, he didn't he didn't kill his father. Like he killed Seth, who was like dressed in an attire based on something his father. So I I don't know. Look, you could you could make a little connection there. It's uh, fun. But I, I wouldn't really read too much into that. And and again, I have to stress, I, I really don't think Bray's coming back and going after faces. And that's what Cody is. So I can't I can't see that at this stage. I really think he's coming back and going after heels. Uh, it just makes the most sense. Uh, Mick said, Wyatt should be the one to beat Reigns. Remember, Reigns never pinned Wyatt to get the title. Uh, Dan said, do you think we could hear white rabbit on tv this week um i'm not sure i don't think so just because i don't think they they would have to pay for that and i don't know if they would want to because it doesn't achieve anything so like we all know that it's happening uh i don't know that we need to hear it we just need to get the message out to anyone that's missed the boat that um, there's something big that's going to happen at Extreme Rules. So we just need to get that message out, basically. Uh, I don't think that playing White Rabbit achieves that. And I don't, I don't actually know by playing White Rabbit what it, what it achieves. I don't think it achieves anything. So for me personally, I wouldn't. But again, never say never. Uh, Steve said the good brothers should return to WWE and reunite with AJ and Finn. Uh, Michael said, whatever Bray's new gimmick is, he won't be with Alexa. Bray doesn't want, didn't want Alexa with him before. Uh, my Scoosie 1980 said, I'm gutted Edge isn't in Judgment Day anymore. I was loving him as a heel. I think they panicked over Cody's injury. Pulled the trigger too soon on an edge turning face. Christopher said more like Cody went riot Woodstock in Helena Cell on Seth. I could have done a better job. Wrestle with Andy. Hello says any words on when Rhea will return. She's not wrestled in months. Haven't heard anything on Rhea to be honest. Haven't heard uh, anything. Obviously she knocked herself silly didn't she when she kneed herself in the face. Uh, and knocked her teeth out and gave herself concussion. And there was all those um, pictures of her with a heart monitor and everything. So, yeah, uh, no no words as to when we're going to be seeing Rhea like, in there and competing again. Um, I, I would imagine they're just taking it like slow and steady and whatever. So, yeah, she, um, she'll, she'll come back. I've not heard anything whereby she's never wrestling again or any anything like this. Um, so yeah, she'll, she'll be back, but you know, no, nothing, no reports or anything. Uh, I think they'll put a small vignette during all the men's matches. And at the end of the show, they'll reveal it with a bigger vignette. That was Harry. Right. Let's have a look and see what you lot think, uh, on that. Cause that ties in quite nicely, actually, uh, with our question, we've had over 1,126 votes. A big, big thank you to everyone that's joined us for this Extreme Rules 
uh, prediction stream. We are going to wrap it up now. Um, just having a look, it's really close, actually. So 30% uh, of people think that the reveal, if it is happening at Extreme Rules, as is expected, 33% um, of people think it will be Edge Finn Balor. 30% of people think it will be Drew against Carrion, where the reveal will happen. 20% uh, think it will be at some other time. And 18% reckon it will be Seth against Riddle. So really split. Like, it's not as if there's one match where everyone is like, that's the match. Uh, for me, I would say Edge Finn Balor is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Edge Finn Balor. But um, yeah, people have got their eyes on Carrion. People have got their eyes seemingly on Seth and Riddle. And some people have got their eyes elsewhere. So we're going to have to be extra super vigilant uh, during Extreme Rules because uh, it seems like you lot think it could happen anywhere at any time. Uh, Retro D-Man said, what if the fiend haunts the white rabbit? I don't even understand what that means, to be honest. I don't even understand what that means. And that feels like the perfect place to end this stream. So uh, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed uh, like chatting about White Rabbit, chatting about Extreme Rules, going through some theories, going through some thoughts. Um, we, we've done just over an hour and 20 minutes which is uh, not bad, not bad, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we are back, of course, for Raw. It's going to be a massive show. Um, uh, we'll get some more clues and uh, the final build for Extreme Rules. Then, of course, we're back for NXT. Then we've got AEW on Wednesday. Then we've got SmackDown. And then next weekend, we are live for Extreme Rules. So uh, we will be doing Extreme Rules next weekend. The full watch along, whatever's going to go down, uh, make sure that you join us. We will start. I want to start uh, hopefully before the kickoff show. Uh, there is some boxing that we're going to try and do earlier in the day, which might just get a little bit close to the start of Extreme Rules. So I need to work out the timings. But uh, everything will be set up well in advance on the uh, channel. So you should be able to see when we're starting the different streams. But we will be doing Extreme Rules on the Wrestling Days channel. So... Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great evening wherever you are. And uh, I will see you again next time. Bye for now.